Hey, Momentum Church. Hey, I am so glad that you've come today. I don't know if you've heard or not, but I am with the students, the crew, and we are here in North Carolina, in Banner Elk, North Carolina, and we were leaving yesterday. We So we thought we were leaving, and instead we got snowed in on departure day. Can you believe that? This is crazy. So we're hanging out. We've been having all kinds of fun. Students who have never even seen snow before. They've been sledding, skiing, snowboarding, tubing, throwing some snowballs even at their pastor. It's been a blast. And, and today is a great day because today is Vision Sunday. And so I'm so glad that you're here and I'm so glad that you joined us. You know, sometimes our vision and God's vision is a little bit different. I thought I was gonna be back home in Gulf Breeze speaking to you guys on the vision for our church for 2017. And the Lord changed it just a little bit. Instead of my vision for our church this year, I think God kind of stuck us here so we could see his vision of his creation. Come with me. I want you to check this out just for a minute. This is awesome. Look at this. Isn't this beautiful? Maybe you're here today and you're like, oh my goodness, maybe you've never even seen snow before. Well, it's gorgeous. There's a verse in the Bible that says that God tells the snow where to go. In Job 37, 6, it says he directs the snow to fall on the earth. I love this one uh, translation in the message. It says, he orders the snow, blanket the earth. God tells the snow where to go. And to think that God loves us enough to snow us in so that we can create memories, we can share laughter, we can go sledding together. Man, God loves us so much to give us this vision, to let us see this beauty. Well, I hope that you're having a great new year. For us, it's been incredible. I mean, we just came from Passion in Atlanta with our college students, and now here in North Carolina with the crew, our students at Momentum. It's been a great year. And one of, the, one of my most favorite times of year is January. And the reason for that is because every January from the, from the very first January, we have set aside 21 days of prayer and fasting. That's 21 days of leaning in to pursue God. It's 21 days of seeking God. 21 days of saying, you know what? We're gonna pray and we're gonna believe with expectation that our God not only hears our prayers, but he answers our prayers. And sometimes, sometimes we realize that when we believe God, God does the impossible. There's this verse, one of my life verses is uh, Jeremiah 29, 11. It says, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you. But this verse for our fast comes two verses after that verse. This verse says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. So this fast is basically an invitation for you to join me, to join us, our church, 
for 21 days to seek God with everything we have. And I know, I know that you're like me. I know that there are things in your life that you need God to do. There are prayers that need to be answered. Maybe there are prayers that you feel like, man, they've not even been heard, let alone answered. I want you to join me from January 9th, that's tomorrow, to the 29th, where we're gonna have our 21 days of fasting. And that verse, Jeremiah 29, 13, is gonna be our theme. So would you join me? Would you do that? And you might be here today and you're thinking, Pastor Tim, I'm not sure about this fasting thing. I don't know. Like, does that, what does that mean? Does that mean we're not gonna eat? Does that mean I've heard so many different things? Maybe you need clarity. Maybe you're confused. Maybe this is brand new. Fasting's brand new. Here's, here's what we're gonna do. I wanna invite you to join me every morning, starting tomorrow, the 9th, all the way through the 29th at 7 a.m. That's tomorrow, the 9th through the 29th at 7 a.m. I want you to join me, and I'm gonna Facebook Live just some little teaching nuggets really quick. I know you're like me. You're getting ready. You're getting your day started. Maybe you're already in the office at that point. It'll be less than five minutes, less than five minutes, probably more like three minutes. So plan on that, somewhere between three to five minutes. We're going to Facebook Live just some uh, nuggets, some teaching nuggets that are going to teach you about fasting, what it is, what it isn't, what's a biblical fast, what isn't a biblical fast. And um, I can't wait for you to join me. And I'll see you tomorrow, 7 a.m. for Facebook Live. It's going to be great. One of my favorite things to do is to go snowboarding. So it wasn't hard to surprise Jaden with this Christmas present. On Christmas morning, after Jaden thought he'd opened up all of his presents, and that part of Christmas morning was over. I got to look at him and I got to say, Jaden, there's one more present. You're going to go skiing. Daddy's taking you with the crew and we're going to go skiing and snowboarding together. He was so pumped. He was so excited. He's like, are you lying to me? Are you kidding me? I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm serious, man. We're going to go skiing, just you and daddy. We're going to go with the crew. Jaden's in sixth grade. And so Jaden looks up to a lot of students at the crew that are sophomores and juniors and seniors. And for a guy who was a student pastor for so many years, it's just crazy, crazy awesome to watch my son look up to students who are a little bit older than him. So Jane began asking me all these questions about skiing and snowboarding, and we decided to snowboard. And so, man, we got to come here and have an incredible time. The, the first day, the first day he picked up snowboard, and we went to a ski school, and it was a little bit harder than what Jaden thought. I, I don't know. I don't know if he thought he was just going to put the board on and just, you know, I mean, just be ready for the Olympics or, or what, maybe extreme games. I don't know. Jaden, he's got a long board, loves to have fun. I think Jaden thought it would be a little bit easier than it really was. In fact, later after the day was over, we called Stephanie, and that was the question that Steph asked Jaden. Steph said to Jaden, was it harder than you thought? Was it harder than you thought? 
Jade said, oh yeah, it's harder. I'm gonna try skiing tomorrow. And Steph came right back and said, that, that's cool, that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that, but just make sure that you're not doing it because you're quitting. You know, what that made me think about is that so much of life is different than what we think, than what we expected. In other words, sometimes life is harder than we thought. It's like we had these plans, we had these dreams, we had these goals, we had life figured out, and then all of a sudden, life takes a detour, and it goes completely opposite way. Are you like me? Have you ever struggled with that? Have you ever struggled with the tension between your dreams and your hopes and your goals and reality? Maybe 2016, maybe 2016 was terrible. Maybe you're like, woo, we'll see you 2016. We are glad you are over. And you're just thinking 2017 is gonna be so much better. I wanna ask you a question. What do you do if 2017 looks a little bit different than you expected it to look? You know, it's kind of like going to the gym, right? Like this time of year, we're all getting back in shape. We're excited. We're going to do the fast. Some people are like, yeah, I'm going to eat fruit and vegetables. I'm going to get in shape. You know, I'm, I'm joining the gym. I'm going to take care of my body. And all those things are awesome. Until that one night that we eat too many chicken wings, right? That, that night we eat seven, seven slices of pizza and we blow the diet. And, and you know, I, I think I've done this a time or two. Maybe you have too. Um, we just throw it all out the window. We just quit right there. Why? Because it ends up being a little bit harder than we thought. A little bit harder than we thought. Or maybe say, you know what? This is the year, man. I'm going to the gym. I'm going to go three. I'm going to go four. I'm going to go five times a week. I'm going to stay committed. I'm going to get my body in shape. I'm going to do that. And then like day two, you are so sore <laughs> that day three isn't even a possibility because you're not getting out of bed that early. Are you kidding me? Like 5 a.m.? No, this sore, uh-uh. This body needs rest. And sometimes we're all caught up in the tension of what we want to be and our goals and our dreams, our New Year's resolutions, and then our realities. They look a little bit different. I want to tell you, we're uh, on the ski trip, Right? We're on the ski trip and we get snowed in the very morning we're supposed to leave. So like at 2.30 in the morning, go to bed, go to bed 2.30 in the morning. We have the students ready, man, we're going to get up. We're going to leave Saturday morning and we're going to do that so we can all be back in time to be at the house. We literally, this planning, um, planning the ski trip is, has taken um, it's been in the works. Let me say it like this. It's been in the works for, for a while. And, and we had this thing planned out and then all of a sudden God, right? God, because we're not in control of the snow, of the weather, God dumps all the snow out on us. And we find out that the roads are in horrible condition. And so our plans are totally changed. If you're like me, sometimes 
I can focus on the problem. And the, the problem with focusing on the problem is that we never see the picture that God is painting. Sometimes, I mean, great artists, right? Sometimes great artists will start and they start their drawing. They start their masterpiece. It doesn't look like a masterpiece. They start their work and we think, what in the world is that? And until we see the entire picture, we can only see the problem. Today's Vision Sunday. That's what vision is. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. In fact, this last year, you bought a house. You got a great deal. You went in. You got a foreclosure, and you were so excited, and you showed your friends. Or, or maybe you built a house this year, and you showed your friends, look what I'm doing. And you had this vision of this thing that you're going to do and this house that you're going to buy. And people looked at it, and they're like, oh, that's nice, because they couldn't see it. They couldn't see what you saw. They couldn't see what you see because you had vision. And then all of a sudden, new drywall started coming in and new floors started going in and new paint on the walls and a new roof maybe, maybe new landscaping. And then all of a sudden, you had this picture and this picture began to come into reality. Our lives sometimes can get jacked up they can end up different than what we hoped or dreamed. But I want to tell you something amazing. There's so much hope in this. That God is the one who is telling your story. And God, when he looks at you and when God is telling your story, God does not see the problem. God is seeing the picture. Like, I've had relatives before that they would knit and they would sew. In fact, my grandmother, she's made us pillowcases and so many different things. My other grandmother, she would knit. And I remember sometimes, I remember seeing her as she would knit and, and I would only see the bottom and just strings hanging everywhere. What are you doing, grandma? Oh, I'm making something. I'm making you something. And I remember thinking like, woohoo, I can't wait for that. And all I could see was the mess. But what she could see was the making. What she could see was the picture. She didn't see the problem. When we got snowed in, we got snowed in. It'd be so easy to get negative, right? It gets so easy just to focus on the problem. Oh my goodness, we got to get back. What are we going to do? We're not going to be there for Sunday. Man, parents are going to be worried. They're so, I mean, your mind, right, can just spin out of control and just worry and go into crazy mode if you let it. Or you can remember that God is telling your story and that God is in control. And that when life spins out of control, we don't have to be afraid because God is in control. Being out here with the students, uh, being snowed in, has just been amazing. I mean, we've gotten to have snowball fights We've more snowball fights. We've, we, um, we went to the grocery store and we got to buy all these groceries with food that teenagers love. And as we were carrying in the grocery bags and the grocery bags, and I'm going to talk about four shopping carts full of groceries just to see their excitement. Just, I mean, these students are like, yeah, man, this is awesome. This is like another day, you know, this is like a free day. And uh, just to watch the excitement, to watch them get on the sleds that we bought and to come down the road. We're on the top. We're on the top of the mountain. And to watch them coming down the road just having fun. See, see, that's the picture 
that God sees for you and me. God doesn't just look at your snowed in. God doesn't just look at the problem. It's too cold. God sees the picture. So don't quit. Don't give up. I wonder what the story looks like for you. I wonder if you, if you just hang on, if you don't quit, I wonder what the expression on your face will look like as you realize, oh, God did a pretty good job. I thought losing that job, I thought, are you kidding me? I'm unemployed. I thought that was the worst thing ever until you got the best job of your life. Or maybe you went through a horrible divorce and it hurts. In fact, it still hurts. And you're left wondering why. And then God, who redeems everything. You see, God never wastes our pain. Then all of a sudden, God brings that special someone into your life who was made for you. And all of a sudden, what looked like a tragedy, all of a sudden becomes victory. That's what happens when we don't quit. See, there's this verse in the Bible. I want to read you this verse. One verse today, it's Romans 8, 28. And here's the challenge for us. Really, here's the vision. The vision for our house, the vision uh, for our church this year is what if we look through everything in our life through these lenses? What if instead of throwing in the towel like some people do after the second or third week of I'm gonna go to the gym, I'm going to do it this year. I'm going to get in shape. What instead of quitting after we feel like, man, we failed the diet or we gained five pounds, so why not gain 50 pounds, right? Instead of quitting, what if this year, whatever came our way, what if we just relaxed? What if we just like, God's in control and I'm not going to worry. I'm going to rely. I'm going to rely. I'm going to depend. I'm going to believe that God has my best interest at heart. Listen to the verse that I want our church, and I believe the Lord wants our church to view everything through these lenses. Listen to this, Romans 8, 28. Maybe you have your phones, your tablets, your Bibles. Pull it out, Romans 8, 28. And I'm gonna read from the NLT, the New Living Translation. And then I'm gonna read from the Amplified Version. It says this, this was one of the first verses mom and dad taught me and told me to memorize as a child. And this is a great verse. If you're looking to memorize a Bible verse, if you're looking for your, your teenagers, your students, if you're a college student, you're like, man, what's a good Bible verse? This verse right here is a verse, I promise you, that you want to hang on to. It says this, and we know, it doesn't say just, man, we hope. We, just, we think, we assume. No, it says, I love the certainty. And we know that God causes everything. Everything. Here's what I love about the Bible. Every word of God is true. And we know that God causes everything to work together. Think about a mixing bowl. 
God causes everything. Think about when, when you make, I, I think about grandma making her biscuits. She would make these buttermilk biscuits. I hate buttermilk. Have you ever had buttermilk? Buttermilk is horrible. It's horrible. But when you combine it with other ingredients, you put some flour in there, some little salt and pepper in there, you put some butter in there, oh, it can make some biscuits. And we know that God causes everything to work together. That's the mixing for good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. According to his purpose. Do you believe that? If you love Jesus, you are called for God's purpose. In other words, God is telling your story for his purpose. It's not for my purpose, not for your purpose. God is telling our story for his purpose, or we could say for his picture, the picture that God is painting, the story that God is telling. God promises this. If you love him, you're called to his purpose, and God never messes up. God never has a bad day. God never screws up. And so your story, what I'm saying, is picture perfect. He redeems everything. Listen to this verse in the, in the Amplified Version. We are assured and know that God, being a partner in their labor, that means that God is your partner. God is working with you, not only working for you, he's working with you. That God being a partner in their labor, that all things work together and are fitting into a plan for good. And for those who love God and those who are called according to his design and his purpose. Here's the good news. No matter what you may have gone through in the past, no matter what your 2017 may look like, God takes everything and he makes it work together for your good. In other words, there's no bad thing that can happen to you or me that God will not use as an ingredient to tell a greater story. And I want to challenge us as a church, as we come into 2017, I want to challenge us to pray through that verse, to think through that verse, to see everything through that verse, that no matter what happens to me, God is for me. And if God is for me, who can be against me? Will you do that? Will you believe Will you believe that God is for you and that he's working everything, every relationship? He's working in your finances. He's working in what you thought was a failed marriage. He's working in, in what you're heartbroken over, maybe a, a relationship problem, maybe a parental problem that you're having. You and your parents are, you're just not getting along. God is working it all together for good. Maybe, maybe the house, the dream house fell through. God's working it for your good. I'll be, I'll close with this. You know this. We've been um, believing that in 2017, we're believing God for the funds to buy property. This Past week, I called Pastor Jimmy. I called him on Thursday and I said, Pastor Jimmy, I said, God just has this on my heart. I want you to call and make sure that that property has not been sold. I don't want to get up Sunday, cast great vision about buying the property and, and how we're going we're gonna to sacrifice as a church. It's going to take great sacrifice for us to raise $3 million to secure this property. And I told Pastor Jimmy, 
I said, would you do that all the way up to Saturday afternoon? I want to know the skinny on where that property is. We've heard that there are two different people who have been bidding, kind of like a bidding war back and forth. And would you believe that, I believe Thursday afternoon, um, the people told us it, it looked like there were, it was going to go under contract. So, so what do you do when you think your plans have fallen through? What do you do when your plans didn't work out? You know what you do? Here's the message. Two words. You trust God. You trust God that he's working everything together for your good. Now, what would I do? My whole message changed. And then we got snowed in. So so this week, I mean, I, I was good. I'm going on a ski trip. My message is done. I'm excited. I'm like, that's checked off. You know, I can't wait for Sunday. We're gonna get back in town. And everything now looks totally different. What do you do? You trust God. It's interesting. That night, this honest truth, Thursday night, I went to bed and I dreamed. I dreamed that that land sold. And, and I had the, the tension in my dream of, oh my goodness, we were believing God for that land. And here's the truth. If it's not that land, God will give us other land, right? God, God will lead us. That's the good thing. When you follow him, you'll go to where he wants you to go. And that's a great place. But in my dream, I dreamed that not only was that land sold, but that a couple days later, someone called me and said, hey, we'd love to have dinner. Can we have dinner? And we went out to dinner and they told me, they said, Pastor Tim, why we wanted to have dinner is because we purchased that property for $3 million and we are gifting it to the church. You see, that was my dream. I don't know. Hey, listen, listen, if God's been speaking to your heart about doing that, if God's been speaking to your heart and putting that on your heart, then go for it, man. Go for it. You could make my dream come true. Maybe, maybe that's what it's about. But if not, here's the deal. God has got us. So we don't have to worry. We don't, we don't have to grow weary. And we don't have to fear because we're going to trust God. Why? Because he's near. So would you trust God? Would you do that this year, 2017? That's the vision for 2017. Trust God. Now here's what I want you to do. I want you to bow your heads. I want you to close your eyes. I want to speak right to your heart. I'm talking to every campus. I'm talking to our Blackwater campus. I'm talking to our Navarre campus. I'm talking to our online campus. I'm talking right here to our Gulf Breeze campus. How many of you are struggling with believing God? You know what I'm talking about. Life has been hard. It's been harder than you thought. Maybe after 2016, you're really close to throwing in the towel. You're really close to just quitting. Quitting on that dream. Quitting on that goals. Quit quit believing. Maybe some of you, life has gotten a little hard. And you're like, man, God's not for me. I don't, God doesn't believe in me. God's not helping me. I'm done. That's exactly what the enemy wants. The enemy says, don't trust him because he's not good. But I want to tell you today, God is good. And I believe there's so many people today listening to the sound of my voice that you have experienced pain. You've experienced suffering. You've experienced heartache. You've experienced disappointment. And God is saying to you today, trust me. Will you trust God? 
If, if you're here today and you say, Tim, I'm going to make that decision. I'm a Jesus follower. I'm struggling. I'm struggling in this area of believing that God can use even the bad things that happen in my life for my good. If that's you, but you're going to make a decision today, you say, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to view 2017 through the lenses of Romans 8.28. Would you make that commitment to God today? If that's you, would you raise your hand? Every campus, just hold it up right now. Just hold it up all over. Hold it up. God sees your hands. God knows your hearts. And I'm with you. My hand is raised. Our family, our hands are raised with you. We're going to join with you. And we're going to trust God. We never like to close or end a gathering without giving everyone the opportunity of receiving the greatest gift that was ever given. That's Jesus. The Bible tells us that we have a, a problem. The problem is that our sins have separated us from God. That's, pro that's, the, that's a bad problem. But here's the good news. The good news is that Jesus took care of the problem. He died on the cross. He bled for you. You see, Jesus was the perfect lamb of God who died so that you and I might live. And if you're here, you're listening online, you're at Blackwater, Navarre, Gulf Breeze, you're listening today and you know that you have never placed your faith in Christ and in Christ alone. You've never trusted what Jesus did for you on the cross, that he died for you and he rose again. You've never trusted in that. Maybe you've trusted in religion. You've trusted in the fact that you've taken the Lord's Supper. You've trusted in the fact that you're baptized. You've trusted in the fact that you're a member of this church or that denomination, but you've never received the gift of Jesus. You need to do that today. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Listen to this verse. I love it. That Romans tells us, if you will confess that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised his son Jesus from the dead, the Bible says you'll be forgiven. The Bible tells us you'll be saved. Would you do that today? If you've never done that, this is the greatest moment of your life. And I want to pray with you. I'm going to lead you in what we call a sinner's prayer. I'm gonna pray with you. Our church is gonna pray out loud. Church, we're gonna to pray together to encourage those of you who will pray it the first time. If you've never done that, I wanna tell you Jesus loves you and he died for you so that you could live. With heads bowed and eyes closed, no one looking around, I want you to repeat after me. Would you pray with me? Dear Jesus, that's right, say it out loud. Dear Jesus, I receive your love. Thank you for dying for me and rising again. I believe it. I declare that Jesus is Lord. I give you my life. I receive your life. Now, Jesus, teach me how to live. If you prayed that prayer, that's the greatest moment of your life because that's the moment that your name was recorded 
in heaven. That's the moment that you just received the greatest gift ever. That's Jesus. And we believe that not only is heaven celebrating you, we believe in celebrating you. Here's what we do. On the count of three, we, we want to know. We want to know who gave their life to Christ today. It's why we do this. It's why we set up church. It's, it's why we live. It's, it's the why. It's our why. It's my why. It's momentum's why. It's God's why. So if today you gave your life to Jesus, would you just let us know? We're, we're not going to embarrass you. We're not going to ask you to say anything but we're gonna ask you to raise your hand. We wanna celebrate with you. We wanna count you because you count. So on the count of three, Lord, I pray you give them courage to raise their hand. On the count of three, would you do it? A couple of seconds of courage. One, two, three. Right now, I want you to hold your hand up. That's right. That is right. I'm so proud of you. Yes, I'm so proud of you. Hold it up. Hold it up high. That's right. Hold it up high. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. That's right. That's right. Keep on. Hold it up. In Navarre. That's right. Hold up your hand. In Gulf Breeze, in Blackwater, hold it up. Man, come on, church, let's celebrate. Let's celebrate everybody that today received the gift, the greatest gift ever given, the gift of Jesus. Look at me, everyone, look at me. I'm so proud of you. Here's what I want you to do. If today you prayed and you invited Jesus to come into your life, I want you to go out to the tent and I want you I want you to go out to the tent. I want you to take your card. I want you to check off that you gave your life to Jesus. And I want you to go tell them, we want to help you. We want to help you take your next right step. And then here's the next thing I want you to do. I want you to tell someone that you think it would shock. I want you to tell them, maybe it's your best friend, maybe it's your sister. I want you to tell them, today, I gave my life to Jesus, and he made me brand new. Would you do that? Hey, we're celebrating you. We love you guys so much. We believe 2017 is going to be an awesome year. I'm going to see you guys tomorrow, 7 a.m., Facebook Live. I love you. God loves you. God bless you guys. We'll see you.